Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. So the need to read something or see something right away has really reduced for me. It's like, I'm busy. If this was really good, it'll be really good in six months or five years from now. Yeah, the, on- the only problem with, with that is that if you, and again, if you wait that long and something gets spoiled for you, that's kind of your fault because- I have you know, no problem with, there's no such thing as a spoiler. No, All and I stories have been told. Yeah, I don't care either because, but some people really do lose their shit over it. They lose then, their and, shit, but there's no such thing as yeah. an actual spoiler. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if so you're good. someone who doesn't like those, then yeah, you do have to kind of like watch it instantly because right. the the new she the new she hulk which everyone should be watching by the way uh had a big big reveal in it and within minutes of it being online it was already all over like social media and stuff and I'm, that's a spoiler i'm like who cares just live your life i feel like in general though the public has a nose for what's a true spoiler and what's not just in general because like there's certain things where i don't remember exact examples but i know there's been stuff within the last little like within the last year where a movie comes out or whatever and has an actual you know surprise ending or something like that and they just they don't they don't post spoilers about it you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i don't know well, well i will say one thing that disney does really well especially marvel studios is the way they edit and release their trailers uh, i wish all places because like if you go back the perfect example is uh infinity war like the way they they cgi stuff out like at the end with thanos glove when he's fighting um or the gauntlet fighting captain america it's like you like only that two jewels or stuff for trailers that don't actually portray what you're gonna see in some cases yes it's called advertising yes i, I hear you <laughs> okay but I so like lie to me. No, please the reason why I, I liked it was because of the fact that it threw off all the, the crazy fanboys. And then when they actually saw it in theaters, they're like, what? They, then they freaked out about being lied to. I just think it's good marketing and it amuses me because pissing right. off fanboys always amuses me. Trailers also come from dailies where sometimes mm-hmm. they don't have the whole thing completed yet. So that's and why the world I don't of really... CG, what is a daily anymore gets weird, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. When I make my movie, it's not going to have CG, and so the dailies will be relevant. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, hey, I'm, I am... Okay, this is going to be weird. Uh, Try again. Uh, take two. Take two. Oh, thank you for the clap so I can sync the audio. <laughs> God. Uh, hey, welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We are finishing <laughs> up our month of uh, Halloween books. This is Halloween 6, um, with our yearly tradition of doing an Archie book, um, which uh, this week we're doing Blossoms 666. Six, um, which is basically about the uh, the blossoms competing to be the Antichrist. Which I mean, who didn't know that was happening? So I don't know if this is technically a horror book or not, really. Um, but uh, yeah, so we have uh, our full group here. We have Todd, yep. we have Elena, we have Adam, we have yep. Mia and Brian, who were all in the same location last week and didn't record shit. Um, which you know is how it goes. There was a football game on. Taking a nap. I no. Well, there's that too. But like Ellen made fun of me. She's like, "Wait, you're recording a double today?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Goes because you guys didn't record anything when you were like all in the same fucking room. And I'm like, "Exactly." Hey, y'all drove. You could have brought recording stuff with you. Yeah, but like I don't know. I with here's the thing. I get it. With that crowd, you don't know what kind of shitty things people would be you know spouting in over our shoulder. Christopher would be complaining about something or other. You know. Um. 
I just anyway. want to record Lena, Lena uh, moderating football games because that was lovely. That is true. That would be a great podcast, actually. I'm refusing to watch the Steelers today because they look like absolute garbage so far this year. And a friend of mine just texted and he was like, yep, they look about as good as Denver does. And I'm like, oh, good. That's wonderful. So just Denver like also year. looks like shit this year. So, yeah. Pittsburgh has its good years. Pittsburgh okay. just lost its its quarterback that they've had for God. I mean, I think 20 years is how long Roethlisberger was there. Was that that Ben was there? So like, yeah, they just haven't had to go through this before. Yeah, for like an in, extended you know. period, like for like when he was suspended or when he got hurt or anything like that. They had to have people, but you're like, oh, it'll just be like a couple of games or or half a season or whatever. And now it's like, oh shit, we have to find an actual full time quarterback. And so they're they're running into some issues. I don't hate the the rookie that they have. But now we're talking about football and a a comic book podcast. So I don't. Fandoms, fandom. Fandom is fandom. Not only that, but I'll say, I said this to Christopher last week when we were watching all the games that this year is going to be a very strange, hard season to get through. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Now, why is that? I'm curious. Well, Pittsburgh just looks like shit. Yeah. Uh, Washington is in their own, like, trying to get shit together. Yeah. Um, Denver looks like crap, even though they have a really good quarterback. Do they, though? Well, I like (laughs) Wilson. I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't really give a shit about the Broncos, but a friend of mine is is a big Bronco fan, so I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, and the only highlight of the games last week was watching Brady lose. Oh, that's always a highlight. It always is. I never, I you know, watching watching the Cowboys lose and watching Tom Brady lose are my favorite things ever. Yes, so. that's true. Cool. I agree. Uh, anyway, moving on to comic books from our sports talk segment. Yes, um, Mr. Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? Oh yeah, it's called the Redheaded Stepchild. Uh, I'm sure we've all had this drink or heard of it. Uh, you take an ice-filled shaker, you add one ounce of Jaeger, one ounce of peach schnapps, two ounces of cranberry juice, you shake the shit out of it, and you strain into a chilled martini glass. Jaeger and peach? Yeah, I'm like, do those it other works. flavors break through at all, or does it just, just taste like I mean, Jaeger. Jaeger, it's just like, here's Jaeger and Jaeger. Yeah. Well, it, the the normal drink is called a red-headed slut, um, and you yes, can do it in okay, a shot. Okay, that's or what I form. thought. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. I haven't had a, a red-headed stepchild, but I've had a red-headed slut, and it's like a, a shot that I've had like it's like a shot yeah. that you take and mm-hmm. actually they are delicious and are, I yeah. hate Jaeger and it is a delicious delicious shot so yeah interesting yeah mm-hmm. and you can do you can if you go to a bar you always have to specify do you want a shot or the drink and I did it in the drink version so oh, like okay. cool uh, so for drinking games Lena what is your drinking game rule for this week soap opera Um, every time you go through this and you're like this is this is overacting and of course there's a a triplet and things are going crazy and this seems like you're watching days of our lives take a drink small sips because it's pretty much the entire plot yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's like watching it's like reading passions basically if anyone remembers that yes we've talked about that before i love that's the only soap opera i've ever enjoyed and it was very like supernatural magic witch shit so um very much in line with the book that we have this week well then there's also what like dark shadow 
Shadows, which was like the the horror version of a of a um, soap opera. It was like in the sixties or seventies, yeah. Uh, it was, like it was 70s, a vampire yeah. one, and then it yeah. was made into that shitty movie with Johnny Depp. It wasn't shitty, but it was lackluster for sure. I mean, yes, I mean, I, you're wasn't tech- a fan, so. I mean, well, you're a professional critic; your opinion counts for more than mine. But I didn't totally hate it. Anyway. Speaking I would actually which, disagree with you. I think your your opinion on movies is just as valid as mine. So, because I'm not that kind of critic. <laughs> well, there's that too. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your drinking game rule? Uh, mine's called the Mark of the Beast every time they talk about the Antichrist. Oh, okay. Mr. Toad. Mine is called the Devil You Know. So, whenever the Blossom Twins are plotting or going, I don't like this extra character here. I, I, I know the deviousness you are. This other one, there's no room for that. Yeah. Take a drink. Okay. Um, and then uh, mine is going to, I'm calling it the Quentin Tarantino rule. Every time you see blood splatters, take a drink. Um, and that one's definitely going to be small sips as well. Um, mm. So I guess my first question I wanted to ask, because I think Lena and Adam mm-hmm. have both watched a fair amount of Riverdale. Are you guys caught up on Riverdale? Uh, not totally caught up, but I, I did watch the last few episodes of the last season because of the uh, asteroid that hit River or that was going to hit Riverdale. And Holy they crap. all became superheroes. And it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, when I say that Riverdale has gone completely off the deep end, they have just jumped. I mean, but. I don't even like they are on another fucking planet at this point. Like they Fantastic. have just shot themselves up into outer space. It is the strangest shit I have ever seen. <laughs> so yeah, I've so, only seen the first two and a half seasons. Okay, but- Ellen has been watching it recently, and like she's addicted, but she also said it's terrible, which I think is sort of similar to. Um, you know, my interest in uh, The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. It's eyeballs terrible. Eyeballs. Yeah, it's true. But it's terrible, but it's uh, it's it's addicting. Um, yeah, so she was just saying that, like, because I was kind of describing the book to her, and she flipped through it a little bit. Um, she was saying that, like, it felt very similar to what is going on in the series now, and I was kind of curious your take on that connection between these two, two versions of Riverdale. Yes, so um, Jason's de- dead? And I say that with a question mark at the end because he still shows up in stuff, but he's not technically alive in the show. But he is, I don't know. It's the, to try to explain it to you would take days. So, um, they, they definitely still have that will they, won't they with Betty and Veronica in the book. And that's definitely not the case in the show. They killed that like almost the first season, it feels like. They did. Well, and he's definitely gone back and forth so like he was with veronica and then they graduated and then all this other shit happened and now he's with betty although now they've gone back in time anyway so it's (laughs) time traveling oh yes when i sit here like i anyway um they got rid of that whole piece and the blossoms are like they've basically killed off most of the blossoms the only blossoms that are really still around are cheryl and her grandmother on the show but the the um and the, oh, and I apologize Daphne's very angry with me right now <laughs> for those of you playing at home and not seeing this uh Lena mutes her mic then yells over the, her shoulder something silently and then looks back at us and unmutes her mic this is what happens it's probably got cut out because of the way I edit these things but that's what you just missed is this uh, is yeah this is what happens so yeah. she's very cute and we love her very much but she is being a huge pain in the butt today for some reason she was taking a nap and then as soon as we as soon as brian hit record she started crying and i'm just like okay you were being good she wants to be Um, a star 
Yeah, now she's she's gone back and laid down in her bed. I just need her to cry for a little bit when she realized she's not getting her way. She's like, well, fine. And then she goes and lays down. Um, the show, so... I don't want to deter anyone from watching Riverdale um, mm. because the acting in it, considering the fact that the writers are so terrible on the show, the actors are actually very good considering the shit that they're given. Mm. Um, and if you want something that you could have a really good drinking game, you should watch it. Um this actually had more of a uh, chilling tales of Sabrina, the chilling mm. whatever of Sabrina yeah. than Riverdale because Riverdale's been more into the like witchcraft, but not really tied to the Antichrist type of thing. Whereas Sabrina definitely hit in on that Antichrist piece. Yeah. So that's the thing that I kind of got more out of this was if you watched the the last few. Seasons, like the the uh, I'd say like this third and fourth season of of Sabrina on Netflix. This has... no, no no we don't. There is no fourth season. It ended up well. Third there season. is unfortunately. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's definitely more the third I never, season because the, the third season is when she is it the third season that she finally like goes down there and meets Daddy or whatever. Uh, anyway, um, I think so. That it's that it just had more of a Sabrina feel to me. Now with that said. Um, I do like the fact that Jughead is eating a burger in almost every scene. So oh, that yeah. at least feels right. Cause they definitely don't make him as much of a burger loving dude in the show. Um, he's more of like a journalist than anything yeah. else, which is really fucking boring. And um <laughs> Archie is still kind of an idiot, which he needs to be. Veronica isn't as much of an airhead, but I don't know if she's really bitchy. I mean, she definitely seems seem more bitchy than I've I remember her being but I also haven't read a legit Archie book in god knows how long so um I don't know it like it's not a bad I, I actually quite enjoyed it I thought it was interesting I kind of want to read the next one because I want to see if the triplet brother is actually a triplet because the show has done this many times where um a brother of Betty's comes back Charles who's chick but he's not actually her brother and then the, her actual brother does come back and he's actually dating the guy that played her fake brother before it really wow. is a soap opera so um, <laughs> I'm interested to see kind of what happens there and the whole tie in with Betty's family and, and all that stuff mm-hmm. um, so yeah I didn't hate it though I quite I quite liked it okay uh, Mr. Todd what are your thoughts so the series was written by Colin Bunn was brought in and this guy's very um, comfortable in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. He uh, primarily does original work, but he farms himself out all yeah. the time as well. So this is a guy who writes horror all the time in the Archie universe doing horror versus some other things. And he seems very at home there. Mm-hmm. But sometimes what I really enjoy is you've got a guy coming in and doing work. I say work for hire is his characterizations for the most part are fairly everyone has has a good voice of who they are. Yeah. You've got Jughead eating his burgers. You've got Archie being the idiot. And you've got Betty and Veronica kind of flying off of each other as they do. Um, I was not as familiar with Cheryl and Jason from the comics Mm -hmm. as I probably should be, but they really seem like quite the rich assholes, which is probably just spot on. And the fact that they're adding in, it's like, oh, and they're the Antichrist. And I'm like, well, that's a short hop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I, I really enjoyed it, or even the whole sequence of like 
like, yeah, parents are part of like this Abaddon group. And they're like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, the other way around. No. Yes, it is the other way. Hail Satan. <laughs> Hail Satan. So it's, it's got all the trappings of this is everything I know, but it, it feels like a, what I really enjoyed. It, it's like one of those classic Star Trek episodes where all of a sudden they're like stuck in holodeck mm-hmm. for an episode and they're like all in Shakespearean clothing. So you've got Jordy wearing his futuristic visor and yet he is a lord of that. And that's what this felt like. It's here are these characters playing themselves playing a role. Mm, okay. As this was going through here. And with this five issue series, it very much did not wrap things up well at all. No, no, no. And like and it also like I felt like the ending was a little bit of whiplash because like I'm going along. I literally flipped the page back and was like, wait, what? How did I get here? Like just like Well, yeah. See, that's why I was asking you guys. So Ta- I read this on the way back from Tahoe last week with uh-huh. in, in the car with Todd. And that's why I was texting, like, have you guys read this? Because I was really interested to see how you felt about the ending. Because you know, Brian, I was like you, I went into the next page. I'm like, oh, I'm in variant covers now. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, right. This just like abruptly ended. And that was an interesting thing to say. So I enjoyed it. If there isn't more, it sure didn't stick the landing. (laughs) I don't know. Is there more? Let me look. I don't know. The back of it says collecting the entire series in this. Yes. What was this? Uh, five issue series yeah right that collects the full five issue run of the blossom 666 miniseries so you don't know is it jason or cheryl be the devil is left to, you don't know we want to know more but there's a difference between i want to know more and oh yeah shit that's it that's how i felt like it ended yeah well like yeah i i thought i, I thought the same thing as adam though like I, like i said i was like i was slipping through it also like wait what, what the fuck just happened how did i miss all of this um but i will say uh i loved the art in this book i thought it was yeah really cool looking Art's uh, great. it was just very interesting i mean it's very straight ahead comic books but it's just very very well done mm-hmm. um and i think that um the slightly simplistic uh character designs i think still ties into the classic archie vibe while updating it pretty well um and uh and i think it also like i think there's a tendency in horror books a, a little bit to like give everything too much detail to make it a little bit creepy like it's sort of like the the old heavy metal album cover sort of problem where like you know you have like so many fucking details and things and really the only thing that has a fuck ton of details on it is the devil so it still ties into that a little bit and has that sort of indication but like and jason's abs well yeah obviously because you need that and that's that's required <laughs> um so but yeah so like just in general like I, yeah i thought the story was interesting other than like the 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 whip sh- the whiplash of an ending um and then uh See, I yeah. think- bother me is that weird I no not necessarily it was just like i was reading along in a good clip and then all of a sudden I'm like wait what did i miss and i think it might be because there's not a ton of dialogue towards the end mm-hmm. like it's all sort of very visual and so like if you're sort of just kind of reading through it and kind of like sort of taking in the art but not concentrate on the art like i think you all of a sudden go wait what the fuck did i just miss because i had to go back and kind of look at some of that as well but sure yeah but i i actually i really enjoyed it uh mr adam what are your thoughts well i mean you guys kind of summed up a lot of stuff you know i i really enjoyed the the, the vibe to it you know the whole like trying to bring back the antichrist and uh competing with each other to see who's going to be who's going to be that uh i like like the faustian things they did with some of the characters where yeah hey this person's been you know tormenting you now go torment them back kind of thing yeah. uh the art style like again i love the art style because like you said it's a it's a mix of the classic archie with riverdale mm-hmm. uh, and it really did like later your game was awesome because it felt like a soap opera yeah like, it's but it was like a fun soap opera it wasn't like you know oh my god come back next week and see who's pregnant with whose child and mm-hmm. it wasn't like an episode of mari it was like you know like more like passions 
But the one thing that I, I won't forgive it for is the ending. I know, Elena, you didn't have a problem with it. But here's my thing is, if you're going to tell a story, I'm totally cool with like a the end question mark type thing. But it didn't even do that. It didn't even leave it on a cliffhanger. It just, it didn't finish anything. Like, if they made another series, that'd be fine. But I feel like they should have at least done like a six issue run and have the last one to tie things up or be like, hey, we're going to do some more of this. But in the end, that part of it just felt really lazy. Uh, like, oh, we're just going to go this and then, okay, we're done with this now. We're bored. Let's go do something else. That's mm-hmm. kind of how it felt. And I wanted to know what happened. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, again, I liked it a lot. The story's fun. I like it's creepy. I, the Blossom Twins are just evil little bastards and bitches. Um, but yeah, the endings were through it for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. I think that's a good place to let this go. Hi, Daphne. What are your thoughts? Yes, Daphne. Does Daphne have thoughts? Who's Daphne. A good girl. Daphne, do you have thoughts? Who's a good girl? Nope. No, no thoughts? thoughts. No. Okay. No. Now she be. Now she's deadly silent. Yeah, it's because she so, got the attention from mom. She was wanting. Daphne reminds me of. Of, uh, two things. One, that one of our neighbors has a mystery machine van that's like spitting replica of Scooby-Doo. And it moves around the neighborhood, so I don't know where they live. Um, and the second one was, I, I'm living for all the angry fanboys online who are pissed that it is confirmed Velma is a uh, lesbian now. So I'm surprised they ever thought that was in question. I always thought she was a lesbian. I uh, know. I think everyone in the world did, but now they're all upset because Velma's a lesbian and the little mermaid's black. And L- Lizzo, Harry Sayer, and Lizzo played a flute. So that's what the internet's upset about right now. I thought the internet was up... Never mind. I was like, there was the whole weird thing of like everybody canceling their concerts and no one really knowing why that was happening. But which concerts? Moment. Like um Harry Styles, The Weeknd. Um, there's like a bunch of concerts that all got canceled like last Thursday. Mm. And the only thing people can figure out is that there is some sort of tie back with all of them to Sony Records. Um, huh. like all the people who canceled. So it, it was a question of like, was it a um like a proposed violence thing? Was like you know there a bomb threat or whatever? Or someone I wrote I read somewhere. And I don't know how accurate it was, but basically said that there's like an insurance policy that would prevent them from losing money if the um, if uh, COVID caused the show to, to be canceled. But maybe Sony didn't pay for that, so they had to cancel for other reasons, so that they didn't, so that like their normal tour insurance would still go through. I don't know. Hmm. It was all very weird, but uh, yeah, that was that was a whole other thing. Um, anyway, so Lena, what's your grade? Hey, it was. I liked it. I really enjoyed it the art was beautiful the characters made me happy it's an easy read um and although the ending is you know doesn't tie anything up i actually quite enjoyed it so uh hey cool. uh mr adam so i'm going with a b you know i like all the things later mentioned but the ending for me did did drop it down a bit but that being said if they do more i will happily pick them up and read them because i want to see where the story goes so yes. it's again a fast read enjoyable book everything about it's great except for those last five pages cool. Uh, Mr. Toad. I'm also going to give it a B. Um, I'm in line with Adam here, but it was so much fun. I go back to it still. It feels like a, you know, Star Trek back in time or like an alternate history thing going on. Mm -hmm. It's fun kind of a deal, but it's, um, he did that really well. So yeah, B. Uh, I'm going to give it an A minus. Uh, I <laughs> I really like this book. Yeah, the, the ending threw me for a loop, but I think the art is really awesome. The story is obviously very engaging to the point where all of us were like, fuck, I want to know what happens. So like, that's probably a sign for something. Um, but yeah, so we'll do that. So uh, that will leave us at the end of our Halloween month. Uh, next month, we are starting a bold new experiment. Uh, we wanted to see what it would be like to read four or five books from the same character or about the same character from different art teams from different you know uh writers and artists and whatever just to see th- uh, four or five i can't remember how many books we're doing Enough. um a, a month worth of books uh about you know what by different 
team. So we all pick um, a character that I know I didn't have any of his books in my comic book collection. I don't think Todd did either. I had one. You had that one? Okay. So yeah, so we uh, we picked Aquaman. So we are going to read a bunch of different Aquaman books, which uh, so far is proving to be very interesting. But um, the first one we're going to do is called The Trench. It's written by Jeff Johns. Um, I'm forgetting who the artist Ivan is. Ivan Rice. Ivan Rice is the uh, artist. Amazing. Yes. Great art. Um, yeah, it's it's we're, we're recording a double today, so we're, we're spoiling it a little bit. Anyway, uh, so we were going to be starting out that next month. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a bunch. Of, I know we're doing one by Kelly Sudikonik. Yep. We're doing one by who else? Peter David. Peter David. Dan Abnett. Uh-huh. Is there another one? Just the four? I don't remember. I'll look it up. Oh, Chris Busick. Ah, there we go. Kurt Busick. Kurt Busick. Kurt yeah, I was like, wait, Busick. that's perfect. Kurt Busick. Yes. Yep, there's the five. Yeah, okay, there, so we are doing five. Ah, there you go. Oh, um, anyway, yeah. So we're starting out with Aquaman, uh, part of the relaunch of the New 52. Um, so the Jeff Johns run there. And uh, yeah, that'll be it. So thank you all for joining us, and we will see you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye, Daphne. You know, the fact that we're doing Aquaman for the month of my birthday is not is not happy me. Why is that? We'll talk about it next episode. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where? <laughs>